0: Hello everybody. Apologies that you've been neglected because Baptist Voice has had to go online. Rest assured that you can play catch-up if you've got access to the internet by going to www.baptistvoice.co.uk. All the missing material is there for you to listen to or download just as you please. Now that there has been an easing of restrictions, we've been allowed access to our studio and a chance to compile this short Easter presentation exclusively for Baptist voice listeners. It's a time of Easter readings and music, and later we're privileged to be joined by the Reverend Glenn Marshall, co-principal of the Northern Baptist College, who will be reflecting upon Easter and its meaning for Christians. But we start by looking back To Palm Sunday.
1: Make way, make way, make way, make way for the King of Kings.
2: them and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfil what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet, from Nazareth in Galilee.
3: Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, If it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners."
1: You came us day Entered our world Your glory There Not to be served But to serve And give your life That we Might live This is our God This That refers, and that flung stars into.
4: The chief priests met hurriedly with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole council, and made their plans. They put Jesus in chains, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate questioned him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, So you say. The chief priests were accusing Jesus of many things, so Pilate questioned him again, Aren't you going to answer? Listen to all their accusations. Again Jesus refused to say a word, and Pilate was amazed. At every Passover festival, Pilate was in the habit of setting free one of the prisoners the people asked for. At that time a man named Barabbas was in prison with the rebels who had committed murder in the riot. When the crowd gathered and began to ask Pilate for the usual favour, he asked them, "'Do you want me to set free for you the King of the Jews?' He knew very well that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him because they were jealous. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to ask instead that Pilate set Barabbas free for them. Pilate spoke again to the crowd. What then do you want me to do with the one you call the king of the Jews? They shouted back, Crucify him! But what crime has he committed? Pilate asked. They shouted all the louder, Crucify him! Pilate wanted to please the crowd, so he set Barabbas free for them. Then he had Jesus whipped and handed him over to be crucified. There
0: Until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli Eli Lama Sabatani, which means My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard him, said he's calling on Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge and filled it with some wine vinegar and put it on a staff and offered it up to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment... The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely... He was the Son of God. thanks to the readers for this special Easter edition of Baptist Voice, Lucy, Andrea, Bob and I'm Ralph. Next, an Easter hymn followed by the story of the resurrection and then our special guest, the Reverend Glenn Marshall, who will share his thoughts on this special and precious time in the Christian calendar.
5: to offer a reflection for the Easter edition of Baptist Voice. It's good to be asked to join in at a time of celebration, and Easter is of course the supreme Christian celebration. We rightly mark it as an occasion of great joy, hope fulfilled and new beginnings. As such it's entirely appropriate that there should be eggs and singing, family and feasting, and of course chocolate. If we can't rejoice at the victory of life over death without stopping to count the calories then we are in a sorry state indeed. Personally, though, much as I like chocolate, I also find Easter a challenging time of year. As I read and listen to the familiar stories and sing the Church's songs of victory, I can't help wondering whether or not I really believe in a God of resurrection. I mean, really believe, really trust. Don't get me wrong, I'm confident that Jesus was raised on the third day. I'm convinced that the love of God, not sin or death, will have the last word. I can very readily join others in declaring with gusto, It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. No, for me, the challenge hits me, not on Good Friday, nor on Easter Sunday. It's the day in between that brings me up short. The Saturday of Easter weekend is known as Holy Saturday. It's the day when death looms large and hope is hard to find. It's not a day that many Baptists mark. Unlike our Catholic or Eastern Orthodox friends we're often in a hurry to get from Friday to Sunday as quickly as possible. And I think that's a mistake. You see, if we're prepared to linger on that darkest of days in the Christian year, we are brought face to face with a very important question. Do we really trust God? And I mean really trust, even when reasons to trust are so very hard to find. Imagine what it would have been like to be one of those first disciples on that very first holy Saturday. It must have looked as if everything had come to nothing. Like defeat was total and all hope had been snuffed out. I think we can be pretty sure that's how they felt because that would explain why they were so surprised on Easter morning. Quite simply, resurrection was the last thing they were expecting. So why do I personally find that such a challenge? Well, it's because quite frankly there are times when I too find it hard to discover reasons to be hopeful about the future. Take, for example, the decline in church numbers. Frankly, the future doesn't look great. I won't bore you with the numbers or the arguments about how to interpret them. Suffice it to say, the signs are pretty clear. If things continue as they are, it could well be that the church in this country will shrivel away to nearly nothing by the end of this century. I heard one regional church leader recently report that of the 200 or so churches in their care, the great majority were declining in numbers. A handful were holding their own, and only one, one out of 200, was actually growing. It doesn't look hopeful. Similarly, as a pastor, I have often had to accompany people through the darkest of times terminal illness, relationship breakdown, bereavement and the deepest of deep depression. In such situations I ache to be able to offer them reasons to be hopeful for the future, but the hard truth is that good reasons can be very difficult to find. It's in situations like this that I have to face the holy Saturday question Am I prepared to trust God even when I can find no earthly reason for doing so? Am I prepared to go on seeking to serve the church faithfully, prayerfully, even when it feels like it would take a miracle for it to find a future? Am I prepared to accompany those who are hurting even when I have no answers to their questions? No answers other than God and God alone. Year after year, Holy Saturday says to me, will you trust God when there's nothing you can do to fix things? So far, and for me that's 45 years of so far since I first said yes to Jesus, the answer has been yes and yes again. Why? Why? Well, because the God I have come to know in Jesus over those years seems to be a God who specializes in hopeless cases, including me. This is the God who, when faced with the prospect of helping a couple in their 90s to become the parents of a multitudes, well, this God found a way. This is the God who called an enslaved people to become a nation in their own right and found a way. This is the God who found a way for his people out of exile in Babylon. And of course, and this is where I have an advantage over the early disciples, this is a God whom I know to have found a way out of a Palestinian tomb. The God of Jesus, the God of the Bible, presents himself to us as the God of no-hopers. No hope people and no hope situations. This is the God who is himself the answer when we ourselves have run out of our own answers. I'd be very surprised if any of you listening to this reflection haven't had over the past 12 months an odd holy Saturday morning moment or two of your own. Moments when it was hard to find reasons for hope that there would ever be a way out, a way back into life. Thankfully, we go into Easter this year with the realistic prospect of the pandemic being put in its place. Hallelujah to that. But hallelujah too to the message of Easter Saturday. The message that even when we have run out of any reason of our own to hope for the future... There is always God, the God of Abraham and Sarah, the God of the Hebrew slaves, the God of captive Israelites, and the God of the empty tomb. Hallelujah.